0: And welcome in to the Toby Continued Podcast. I'm sure some of you are listening to this for the first time. And, I mean, let's be honest, it's not like there's a whole lot of episodes to listen to. A couple of them are reacting to various things that have happened in Washington sports. but And that's kind of what this was going to be reserved to be, as I spent plenty of time talking about Milwaukee and Wisconsin sports. But I don't have that medium to do so anymore. And, you know, if you want to hear... The details and all that stuff and talk about it. Well, that's not going to be what we're going to discuss here. I want to get into sports. Uh, That's been my calling card. That's been me. I'm not someone that does a whole lot of else other than talk about sports. And so that's what we're going to do here on the Toby Continued Podcast. I'll try to get some content out for you guys and continue covering these teams around the state of Wisconsin. And I'm going to give you guys what you would have heard regularly. Regularly. Otherwise, you know, maybe it's not going to be a daily sort of thing. Maybe it's a couple times a week. I'm not exactly sure. Or still a whole lot up in the air, and I don't know what the future holds for me. I don't know what the future holds for all of us. But overall, I'm going to give you guys some content here that hopefully you guys enjoy and going to continue to talk about the Brewers, the Bucks, the Packers, as uh, I'm excited about this time of year. I'm excited about... Football season getting underway soon. I'm excited about this Milwaukee Brewers baseball team. And, you know, this is the medium that we can still talk about it. So I appreciate you guys listening in and the support you've given me uh, really over the last year and a half of my time here in Milwaukee. And I'm going to continue to show some love to you guys for supporting us and supporting me in particular. Again, I'm not going to dive into details. I'm going to stick to the sports here. So let's get right into it. Brewers get the win, recording this now on, on Tuesday night after the game. Brewers get the win over the the Dodgers 5-4. And, and this is what you wanted to see out of this Brewers baseball team. The fact that they can come out and win games against top competition. You know, you saw yesterday, Monday night, they would not able to get it done. They don't put any runs on the board. This was a spectacularly played baseball game tonight. It changed a little bit. You had good pitching from Brandon Woodruff. I thought the Dodgers, they were struggling to hit the dude. He was absolutely cruising. Eight strikeouts through four innings. They just couldn't pick him up. Outside of that first little bit early in the first inning, there wasn't a whole lot of traffic for him until those guys changed their approach and they really started going after Woodruff when he came back out in the fifth inning. They were swinging early on. And that's one thing that... I think it's interesting. It doesn't seem like the Brewers do that. They don't really ambush the guys. They don't really go after anyone. So I think that's something that maybe they could consider looking at going to do in the future. Like, let's ambush a dude. We're not hitting him. He's going to stick in this game anyway, so let's go after him. That's something that the Dodgers came out and did. They took put two in the seats to... Get two runs on the board there for them. At that point, giving them the lead two to nothing. The Brewers answer back with a run of their own. Or er, sorry, it was a two-two ball game at that point. They answer back with a run of their own in the bottom of the fifth. It was good to see them get an early lead too. It really was. It was good to see them get things going early on to give Woody some help. And that's part of the reason probably he's able to cruise through those first couple of innings is he's able to pitch more aggressively with his fastball. He's a guy that really relies on that fastball and being aggressive in the zone and working off of that fastball. And I was at the game, so I can't necessarily break down what pitches he was throwing ins and outs of his performance in terms of that. But what I did see from him was an aggressiveness on the mound, and I think part of that comes with scoring runs early in ball games. Something that, you know, you give a guy some run support early, he can pitch more aggressively. That's something that they haven't necessarily done. So you get that run, those runs early from the Adamas homer. They answer back with a couple homers, but bottom five, we finally get a Christian Yelich home run for the first time in, I mean, who knows how long? I think it was something like july 2nd it's been forever since christian yelich has taken one yard and much less sending one 451 feet no doubt, or off the bat you know watching at the game i was at the game with a a cousin of mine and it'd be nice if christian yelich could just hit a home run here it'd be perfect if he could actually show up and hit a home run and what do you know He gets a hold of one, sends one deep, deep out there. I think it honestly might have left the ballpark. I'm not sure. I didn't see where it landed, but ridiculous. And uh, J.R. Radcliffe says that it's the first Christian Yelich home run since July 2nd. July 2nd. We just haven't seen this guy hit for power in a whole long time. And look, I don't know that this is the beginning of a stretch or anything. I don't know what this means for Christian Yelich going forward. I'd love for it to mean that he's kind of figured something out with a swing to be able to Put the ball in the seats again. Because, I mean, you remember how Christian Yelich was when he was in his MVP form. It seemed like he hit a home run every night, especially in the big ones. And if you, if he didn't hit a home run, it was a ringing double off the wall. I mean, that guy was spectacular. And you saw maybe a little glimpse of that. Because, look, 451, hitting it where he did, the way he did, that's not something that's, like, accidental you run into one. You know, you accidentally run into one, it's like, oop. Barely hit one down the other line. Ooh, and it just barely got out. Or oh, just barely creeped over the wall. No, no, this one was a no doubter right off the bat. So I he's been struggling with his swing. I, I question at this point why he's in the leadoff spot. But you leave him there. You have that confidence, and that's something that Craig Council has always done a phenomenal job with, is kind of just leaving these guys alone. You know, we talked about this the other day with the lineups. Mike Fasalo tweeted this out, that the Brewers have used the second-fewest lineups in all of Major League Baseball. Second-fewest. Not second-most. You would think it'd be the second-most, right? I mean, you'd think that it changes up day in, day out. That's what, how it seems to work with Craig Council. But that's just not been the case. He's really stuck with his guys, and I think you've seen some of that with Christian Yelich. And I think that's why these guys like playing for him. I really do. I think that's why they like playing for him because they know that even in the midst of a struggle that their manager is going to have their back. You know, Christian Yelich, if he's playing for another organization, I I think he's going to get treated differently. I think he's going to get used differently. And maybe you'd like to see that. Maybe that's kind of where you're at with this team. I, and I, I totally understand at this point if that would be the case. If you're saying I'm done with Christian Yelich and I would rather him be used differently, I get that. But the reason that he is kept the same sort of spirit, I think that's kind of how Christian Yelich is, a California cool guy, just going to be very chill. But part of it, too, is he knows that his manager's got his back. If nothing else, he knows that Craig Council, at the end of the day, is going to be there as his ride-or-die guy. If everything goes wrong, he knows that the steadying force in all of this is Craig Council. And I think that's a good thing for this Brewers organization, I I think that right now they need that steadying force because you look at this Josh Hader trade, and I know we continue to talk about this, but this Josh Hader trade is something that comes up all the time. I think if you can start winning baseball games, get things going in the right direction, I think you can see this team really turn it around. But having a manager like Craig Council to steady it in the locker room inside the clubhouse I think is a huge Facet that maybe we haven't talked about a whole lot. Having him in there just to calm everything down once his struggles come is a big part of why they're able to do what they've been doing. And I I think it's important for the Brewers to continue to play well because you're going into this division race with the Cardinals, who they got the win tonight. Again, recording this on Tuesday night after the game. they get the win over the Rockies 5-4, to four, so you remain the same exact spot. That's why it's important to win these ballgames. It's why it's important, because the Cardinals, if we know anything about them, they're going to go out there, and they are going to make sure that they're playing their best baseball. They're going to do their best to go out there and make it as tough as possible on the Milwaukee Brewers to make the postseason. So I'm interested to see exactly what happens with the division race, if you can skate through here, I know I said five and five the other day is something that I wouldn't want. But if you can skate through here, and you're only still two, even three games back of the Cardinals, I really don't actually care what the Brewer's record through the stretch is. If you come out of it only two and three games back of the Cardinals, then you're sitting in a good spot. Again, after that stretch, the only teams left on your schedule that have winning winning records. Cardinals, you still got four against them in the month of September, and then you got six straight games against the teams from New York. That's going to be a tough stretch, obviously, but you've got a chance to still get things going. So just find a way to win some ball games. Go out there every day with a chance to win and find a way. You got Lauer on the hill on Wednesday against Tony Gonsolin. It's going to be a tough one to win, but you go out there and you go do your thing, and see what you can accomplish. I think that this team has the ability to still do all the things that we had hopes for them to do early on in the season or in the preseason. I really do. This offense, I don't know what to think of it at this point. When you look at it so far in the second half, it's been awesome. And the next thing you know, you go into that Cardinals series and they disappear. But then you talk about them in this, uh, watching them tonight and, It's an odd thing where they didn't get a whole lot of hits, but they had guys getting on base, and I just thought tonight was a spectacularly played baseball game. I really did. I thought overall everything was played really well. I thought the Brewers played well on defense. You think in that 10th inning, get a ball hit to Willie Adamas really sharply, and he smartly gets Gallo at third base. That's the kind of play you want to see. That's what you want to see more of. You know, I think the difference... I don't know that this is a specific difference in the games. I think the Brewers probably still lose the matchup on Monday. But think about the difference. Tuesday, you have Willie Adamas making spectacular defensive plays. uh, A ball to his left, throwing across his body to get Trey Turner. Making that play to get Gallo at third. Those sort of things. As opposed to you get Willie Adamas throwing one into the camera well on Monday. And giving up an unearned run, look, you didn't score any runs. So I'm not on Monday. So I'm not saying that that's like the only difference. But when you start making plays, you make them defensively. Your pitching shows up. If the Brewers just play solidly altogether, then I don't know that we have a problem losing some baseball games. That's just the nature of the game. It's the nature of sports. Unless you're the seventy-two Dolphins, you're gonna lose games. You know that's just how it goes. Sometimes the other team is going to be better. Sometimes it's going to be that way. It sucks, but sometimes the other team is going to beat you. So when the Brewers come out and play like they did Tuesday night, it gives you hope that maybe they can go up against these teams. It does. Because when you face off against a team like the Dodgers, and you can go toe-to-toe playing solid baseball, playing good defense, good pitching, timely hitting, and... I mean, look at what happened in that 11th inning. Small ball? I wonder how much of that is Craig Council. Did he tell Hunter Renfro to bunt there? I highly doubt it. I think that's a Renfro thing. But Renfro lays down a perfect bunt. You got first and third. And even so, I mean, you had opportunities there as well that you kind of let pass by. Colton Wong doesn't really get the ball in play there. You had other opportunities there, and you didn't come through. You think back to the 10th inning, and... How frustrating, frustrating that is, you find a way to get out of that inning, which was a spectacular inning there by Hobie Milner. Spectacular. That's what you like to see out of him, and that's why I have really big faith in him going down the stretch to be a big part of this Brewers baseball team. And part of the reason that I think you can have a solid back end of that bullpen is because even the guys that aren't your top relievers, the Devin Williams, the Matt Bush, Brad Boxberger, Hobie, Mil- Hobie Milner's right up there. Look what he was able to do in that 10th inning, getting out of that, starting with a guy on second, gets out of there scoreless. I mean, think about that and what he's able to do in that inning. And so he gets out of it scoreless. You think, all right, for sure, they're going to win it here. Got a guy on second, no one out, as it is and always with extras. And you just got to get one guy home. So you just got to find a way to get that guy home. Christian Yelich leading off for you, pop up on the infield. I mean, come on. Put the ball on the ground to the right side. Let's move the runner. It's simple stuff like that that is incredibly frustrating. But ultimately, they come out in the 11th inning, they find a way to move the runner. It ends up being a perfect bunt by Hunter Renfro. And then they just find a way to win that baseball game. And, and credit to Renfro, you know what? Sometimes you got to push the envelope. You know, they're talking in the locker room after the game, talking to him about the base running and saying, uh, Did you read that? Or were you. He's like, Look, I was probably gambling. Probably was. But you know what? I'll take that chance. I will, because he's pushing the envelope against a really good baseball team. If you keep going 12, 13, maybe 14 innings, are you going to be able to beat the Dodgers? At some point, that offense is going to put up three, four, five runs in an inning where they're starting with a guy on second with no one out. Are the Brewers matching that? I don't think so. So for him to play extra aggressive, I like that. And what a play by Caratini to get the ball in play at least, drop it in in front of Mookie Betts, and then it all works out to end up being the game-winning hit. Those are the spectacular wins that you like to see. You like to see the outing from Brandon Woodruff. Just looking through some of the box score here, Woody only goes five innings. He throws 93 pitches, so another outing where the Dodgers do a good job of getting that pitch count way up there for a Brewer starter. And they chase him pretty early, but they found a way to get it done there with Woody. Only gives up the two runs, the two homers there in the fifth inning, but strikes out eight. And then you have Boxberger. He comes in in the sixth. I like that. I like it. Let's bring in our A-plus guys. Now, I don't like Taylor Rogers in the eighth inning. I still don't trust that guy, but it actually worked out for them. But Brad Boxberger comes in in the sixth inning, goes a scoreless inning. Matt Bush gives up the homer. Eh, you know, like, I-, I can't be too mad at Matt Bush, but you'd like to see him continue to be dominant. Taylor Rogers, credit to him. Devin Williams, Milner, Suter. I thought overall it was a well-played ballgame. A really well-played ball game by both teams. And in that 10th inning, you know what? They probably should have won that thing. (laughs) McCutcheon hits a ball to center field. And tell me if you didn't have flashbacks to 2018. What a play by Chris Taylor. What a play. You know, those were ones that you just got to tip the cap. You can't do anything about it. If you're Hunter Renfrow, or sorry, if you're Andrew McCutcheon, you hit the ball as far as you can. I mean, you had a couple in this game, too, that ran up right to the warning track from both teams. Luis Arias just missed one in this game. But, I mean, think about this. That ball's just right there. It's right there. And Chris Taylor finds a way to grab it. That was a spectacular grab to send it to the 11th, but the Brewers overcame it and still found a way to win. Those are the important things. This Brewers baseball team, they need to find a way to win the tough ball games against this Dodgers team cuz look, you've still got 5 games against them in the next 8 days. So you've still got to find ways to win. We can celebrate this one win here on Tuesday, which is spectacular, which is fun, something that you were looking forward to them doing. But they're going to have to go out there and win these ball games against the Dodgers and then they got the Cubs in there for 3. Just win these ballgames. Find a way. You know, you you are a good baseball team. You are. I know a lot of you might think that this Brewers team doesn't have a chance. You're down on them. They're not good. Look, they're a good team. Maybe they're not as good as the expectations that we had for them at the beginning of the season. I think a lot of us expected them to be a top two, top three team in the National League, and, I mean, if that's your expectation and that's your goal and that's the criteria for them to be considered good – then no, they're not a good baseball team. But I think the idea of trying to do that to a baseball team and say, you're only good if you're in the top, upper echelon, tier one teams. Well, I mean, come on. You can still be good. Maybe you're not great, but you can still be good. This baseball team's good. They're good. Are they on the same caliber as the Dodgers? No. Are they on the same caliber as the Mets or the Yankees? No, they're not. I mean, let's not be foolish here. You know, we're not idiots. But at the same time, this is still a good baseball team. And you saw it tonight, Tuesday night, against this Dodgers team. They played well, and they found a way to win. Now it's about stacking wins. Now it's about finding ways to get it done against the Dodgers, finding ways to get it done against the Cubs, finding ways to get it done against the Reds, the Pirates. Let's be honest. If you go out here and play games like you did tonight, you play well, you pitch well, play good defense, timely hitting, Come up with clutch hits when you need to, those sort of things. You should win most games against the lower opponents. So then, why is it that you went one in five against Pittsburgh and Cincinnati? That's unacceptable. You can't have that. So, you need to go out there every single night trying to win those baseball games. And if you go out there and you win, you're going to find yourself in October and you'll have a chance. Look, uh, you know, we'll get to October. We'll get to. If the Brewers are going to actually have a shot to do anything in the playoffs when we get to that point. But for right now, this Brewers team needs to find a way to win night in, night out. And not worrying about the next game. You worry about that when tomorrow comes. If it means using all your A-arms, you figure it out tomorrow. Hope for a laugher if you're Craig Council. You used all your top guys today. And so did the Dodgers. You're going to go in tomorrow. I don't know who's going to be available Is it everyone? I don't know. So we'll see what happens there with that bullpen, and that's something to monitor. But you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. You had to win the game tonight. You absolutely had to. It was a huge win for you tonight, especially since the Cardinals won as well. So you keep that division lead exactly where it's at. And again, I want to come out of this stretch pretty much with it still being two and three games and if you come out of it you know what you're gonna have a lighter schedule after this little bit of a stretch against the Dodgers and if you can just find a way to get out of here keep it close maybe you can go on a run there we've always talked about Craig Timber, right and when he's able to do in the month of September and he's been limited in a lot of ways he doesn't have just the unlimited roster at this point to throw at you he, he doesn't have a lot of the tools in his tool bag that he's been able to utilize throughout his time in Milwaukee to gain a tactical advantage. But you still have to trust that he's going to be able to get things done, and we'll see what happens. I think that they're going to get into October. I think that they're going to be in the playoffs, and I think they're going to be able to, I don't know, at least give a chance of some noise in that postseason, maybe go on a run. I don't know that they're going to win the World Series. I I don't know. I don't. But could they at least... Give someone a challenge? Could they at least make someone uneasy at least a little bit? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not going to be fun. And we talked about this before, and you have to look at it from both sides. Look, if you're the Brewers, do you want to go up against DeGrom and Scherzer? No. Do you want to go up against what the Dodgers are going to throw at you with Gonsolin and some of those guys, Julio Arias? No. But at the same time, if everything works out for you, things fall your direction. It gets crazy with baseball. Do they want to face the Corbin Burns? Do they want to face Brandon Woodruff? Do they want to face Freddy Peralta in the back end of your bullpen? I don't think so. So if you have just a few things go your way and have the ball bounce your way, have a few guys run into one, hit it out of the ballpark, again, it gets fluky. It does. Look at what happened with the Braves last year. It's a little different. i talked talk with Kyle Glazer a while ago, and he brought up, how the Braves at least went for it at the deadline and the Brewers seemingly sold. I'm not saying they're going to win the World Series. I, I, I think for me, I, I'd love to see that happen, but I've kind of come off of that at this point. I don't know that I see them winning it. I think that there's a blueprint for them to go on a run. I, I don't know that I see them winning it, though. But don't give up yet on this team. Don't. This is a big win for them tonight. This was. I would say it's a playoff atmosphere. It was not. It was not. It's a Tuesday night. Uh, I think it was 32,000 reported. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. And to be honest with you, it's kind of dead. It got exciting at some points, but when you've got two outs in the 10th inning and a 2-2 count with a chance to win the ball game, with a winning run on second base, and everyone is sitting down, I'm sorry, that's not a playoff atmosphere. Playoff atmosphere... The whole extra innings, everyone should have been standing. So it wasn't a playoff atmosphere, but it was a playoff-type game for them to win against the Dodgers. That's the type of competition you're going to face. That's the kind of baseball you're going to have to play. The little things win you those baseball games. The Hunter Renfro laying down a bunt. The Willie Adamas getting Joey Gallo at third when there was to start off that 10th inning. Those are the things that win you baseball games. In October. And this was a playoff type baseball game. Again not playoff type atmosphere. Because I thought the crowd was eh. But playoff type baseball game. And they found a way to win. So I think you can have faith in this Brewers team. Going forward to at least. Hopefully give you some of that. I don't know maybe you don't. It shifts day to day. It really does. Tones changed. Talking about Monday's game. Frustrating. Talking about this game. They look like a good baseball team. So I don't know. You know, maybe we'll talk about this tomorrow. I'll talk about this later this week. Who knows? Uh, again, I don't know exactly what the full schedule is going to be for you guys. I wanted to at least give you something though, uh, coming after this exciting win, but maybe things will change. Maybe it just goes up and down, and that's the roller coaster ride of a Brewers baseball season. But after watching what they were able to do, to do tonight, and going off of what I've seen in the second half, just in the big picture. I think that this is a team that can still find a way to get everything working. And if they find a way to get everything going in the right direction, I think they can still win the division. I think they can still beat the Cardinals. And it's going to be tough. I really thought that at the beginning of the year, I didn't see anyone stacking up with this team. I was wrong. I was dead wrong about that. The Cardinals are right there. And they've proved to be a lot tougher a foe than I expected them to be. I still think the Brewers are better than the Cardinals, I do, and now it's time for them to play like it, and now it's time for them to get things going here, kick it into gear, smash the accelerator, it's go time now, and it's go time until the end of the season, until game 162 is over with, smash that accelerator, and then see where you end up. If you end up in October, great, but if you smash the accelerator and you don't make it into October, alright, fine. You get beat by the Cardinals and they find a way to win, fine, you know what, sometimes that happens. But I want to see consistent effort. I want to see consistency in the field. I want to see consistency at the plate. And I want to see consistency on the mound. And if we get all those things and you get beat, well, it happens. But at this point, we haven't seen consistency in all of those areas. And if we see that consistency come around in all those areas, not saying that there's not going to be a slip-up every now and then, but if we see more consistency in each one of those areas... You're going to see the Brewers in October and you're going to see them hopefully raising a trophy at the end of it. But if nothing else, you'll at least see them in October once again for the fifth straight year. And I'm done with this bites of the apple approach, but as a player, as someone that's played sports, just at least give me a chance to get me in there. Just give me a chance. Give me a fighter's chance. At least get me in the dance and we'll see what can happen. And like we've talked about with baseball, it can be really fluky at times. Sometimes you get in there and you never know what's going to happen. So if you're the Brewers, that's got to be your focus. You're Craig Council. You're the guys in that clubhouse. Find a way to get into October, and why not us? Why not us? We've got Corbin Burns in this locker room. We've got a former MVP in this locker room. We've got the guys, and this is what we got. Will we wish we had Hater? Yeah. I mean, I'm standing next to a kid. Can't be more than 10 years old tonight at the game. And he goes, man, it would be nice to have Josh Hader in this spot. <laughs> Even he recognizes it. So, look, we're, we're, Brewers fans, Brewers organization uh, was not the smartest in that trade. We get that. But at the end of the day, you've got what you've got in that locker room. Find a way to get it done night in, night out, and hopefully get into October so we can watch some playoff baseball. All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the Toby Continued podcast. Again, tough news. Tough news uh, we got on Tuesday. Um, I don't know the future for a lot of the guys. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the future is for me uh, in terms of all this, but I know one thing. I've got this platform that I can use here that uh, I hope you guys are going to enjoy, and I'll find a way to get you guys some content. I don't uh, Again, once we kind of plan this all out and I start looking ahead and figuring out exactly what it is, I don't know if this will be a twice a week thing an everyday thing i don't know i'm not exactly sure what's going to happen yet but we'll figure it all out appreciate you guys listening in and uh keep tuned into the toby continued podcast more of this content and more wisconsin sports is going to continue coming for you guys so make sure you check out the toby continued podcast it's going to do it for today appreciate you guys for listening (laughs)